Welcome to Coffee and Commerce, the podcast where you'll hear me, Sarah Jones, have conversations with real-life e-commerce business owners. People who have a story to share about how they set up and how they run their online stores. Normal people. People like you and me. Let's dive in. Today I'm talking to Jodie Gray, founder of Home of the Mall. Home of the Mall was launched in November 2020 and is a UK selling platform for small businesses. Some of the UK's best small businesses are listed on the ever-growing site. Hello Jodie, welcome to the show. Hiya, hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Would you like to start by just telling us a little bit more about you and how you came to start Home of the Mall? Yeah, sure. So I've been in some form of business for many, many years. I started a cleaning company back when I was just 20 years old and I grew that for 11 years. So I've always worked for myself. So it's definitely something that once you've done that, you kind of find it very difficult to not work for yourself. But actually I did take a break from self-employment about five years ago, which is where I met Paul, my business partner. And yeah, and, and it sort of went on a journey of about sort of five, five, six years of being employed. And then we had lockdown. And in the first lockdown back in March, I decided that I wanted to be self-employed again, but I didn't know what. And then I realized that, hold on a minute, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of small businesses out there. And I just thought I wanted to create something that was an affordable platform for these small businesses. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's no secret that the platform that I have hasn't been done before, but what we offer certainly hasn't been offered before. So what makes you different to say something like Etsy or Not On The High Street, because that's that's kind of a competition, isn't it? So what makes you different to them? So absolutely. So with with Etsy, again, I am absolutely not going to sit here and and say anything bad at all about these other sites because they work amazingly for some businesses. And that's what this is all about. It's about people, you know, doing what they love and selling what they what they love. However, I found that on Etsy, whenever I went in, I would suddenly find a product from Texas, which is all very lovely and great. But it's not where I want to be purchasing a product from. I have exactly the same problem. Yeah, and it (laughs) annoys me because I'm like, (laughs) oh. Exactly. So I got a little bit frustrated. I thought, well, hold on a minute. Let's face it in the UK. So then obviously that leads us on to Not on the High Street, who are obviously amazing. They've done incredibly well. They are doing incredibly well. But one thing I realised is that their fees are quite high. So I thought, well, that's a little loophole for me there too. So we decided to create a site that was free, completely free to list. There's no membership, there's no joining fee, and you only pay if and when you sell a product. I mean, as a, as a consequence of that, we, are, we, we do kind of go for an application process with the businesses just to ensure that it's right and it fits with what we're trying to offer as a platform. Yes. So how do you find your new people? Because I was thinking before we started the call, you've kind of got two, it's twice as hard for you because you not only have to find your sellers to come and obviously show their products on your site, which I've been on the site and they're, they're gorgeous products. They're, they're really lovely. But you've also then got to market your site so that you can sell their products for them. But how, how does that first stage work? How have you managed to sort of get out in front of those sellers, the kind of sellers that you want to attract? How does that work for you? Well, we're really new. I mean, we've only we only launched back in November. So the business name, I think, only came about in July, I think. Yeah, July time. 
So I had from July to November to try and have, I wanted at least 100 businesses to launch with. And it's a lot of hard work. Hours and hours and hours, emails, researching, and mainly my main source is Instagram. So I would go on and I would, you know, have a look at the wonderful businesses and drop an email and say, hey, look, we're a new platform. Would you like to be, you know, involved? That was really, really successful. And the, the, the great thing about that is that it didn't cost anything apart from my time. So that was wonderful. And Facebook a little bit, but not so much. It's definitely, we, we, we work predominantly on Instagram rather than Facebook and that's where a lot of the certainly the vendors come from as things have moved forward we've got paid adverts at the moment that are going out as well via the social media platform so that and they're working great actually they're doing what they need to do some based on vendors and some based on customers and from a customer's point of view Again, because we're very, very new, this is, I don't, I don't know whether you agree with me here, it's a constant trial and error scenario. Um, <laughs> I, agree. I think most people will agree that at some point where you just kind of start and you're like, ah, and you ha- it is, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of business, I think, is trial and error if we're all yeah. being really honest with each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so at the moment, I think for us, it's about getting our name out there. You know, we want to be as, as big and as well-known as some of these other wonderful sites. So, and, and that is, again, just persistence and consistency, I think. Mm. Obviously, we're, we're doing the whole Google Ads thing and various other sort of things that we're, you know, we've got, we've got on the go. But again, it's, we're still analysing very much the market. We're still sort of finding our feet within that at the moment because we're brand new. Well, yes. Yeah. And so how many are you able to tell me how many kind of retailers you've got? Did you hit your hundred to launch? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've got way over 200 now. And yeah. uh, yeah, And daily we we get applications daily coming through, which is just amazing. Yeah. It's just, it's just brilliant. It's, um, it's a really lovely feeling actually when, when a vendor does come on board because it's exciting. It's the, the products are just, they're like you said earlier, they're all so diverse and they're, they're just so lovely. They're good quality products. They're made in the UK from people, you know, in their houses, probably juggling homeschooling and everything else that's going on. So I'm really grateful for every business that comes on board, not just because, you know, it's my business and I'm proud, but because I, you know, I, it's lovely to know that they're still pushing through despite how difficult things are at the moment. Well, yes, people are showing great resilience at the moment, aren't they? And really having to find new ways of doing things. I mean, obviously, e-commerce has taken a massive rise over the last, well, gosh, it's nearly a year now, isn't it? But but still, you have to do things slightly differently, don't you, because of everything that's going on. So with regards, I just wanted to talk about the website, actually, because that must have been, I mean, it's, you know, if I want to just sell something, I can go and sign up to Shopify and sell stuff. But obviously for you, it's not been quite that easy when it comes to the actual platform. Yeah. How did you go about figuring out how to get all that set up so that it worked smoothly enough for you and your retailers and the customers? Again, trial and error. <laughs> um, we had a couple of things sort of to start off with and we ditched those. And if I'm completely honest, I can't remember what the names were of them. But we did settle for, for uh, a WooCommerce store, so WordPress at the moment, which works, which works. We will rebuild the site from scratch 100% because it, with, a, with a platform like, the, like WordPress, it's amazing and it does 
it does do what it does do and it's very practical and it's enabled us to have you know a platform a multi-vendor platform which you know we do have hundreds of sellers on there and we do have the ability for you know customers to come and shop and it's quite a nice shopping experience so that's wonderful however naturally as a business grows you realize what it can't do mm. so then you kind of think actually now's the time that we need to because we've re, we, we, we've recoded quite a lot of it which again is great but there's only so much recoding you can do for everything to work for for all the other plugins involved within wordpress and e-commerce so we are somewhat restricted and, and we have big, big ideas and big plans. So we, we, we will rebuild the site from scratch eventually. Yeah. So do you think you'll have to, are you thinking you're going to have to go down the custom, a custom build or are there platforms out there? I don't even know. Are there platforms out there that kind of have this functionality yeah. or Yeah, both. So yeah, there definitely are products out there that give you the whole package Personally, no, I think we'll customise it. We'll do it from scratch because it's really important that it's, you know, we've, when you've got something, so a platform like Etsy that offer and it really, people are, when people are posting things on platforms, their products on platforms, um, they get used to a format and people are very used to the Etsy format. We've been conditioned to kind of, oh, well, we know this. And if we don't know, we've got to know because this is what 99% of the population are using very high exaggeration there but you know what I mean yeah. so I think we need to kind of build something that is um, similar and works on a similar strategy as all of these other companies that are working well because that's what people are used to so we probably will design it from scratch which is really exciting actually yes and I guess you've had the you've got the experience now where you're as you say you're starting to see which bits are not working how you want them to and which bits or which functionalities you don't have that you need so I guess then that gives you a really good base to start from and to actually say right this is exactly what we needed to do and how we needed to do it and I suppose just as importantly for a, a site like this how it needs to look as well because it is a very you know you need it to look visually appealing don't you it can't just look like any old other absolutely that was a real that was really really important for me it had to look it had to look nice when people you know stumbled upon it and it still is important that will forever be important to me because if I go on a website I, I base it on how I feel when I visit you know websites and if a website doesn't quite look right or feel right then you just you leave you don't you know you don't pursue anything on there so it was really important for me to make it make it look and feel feel good for the customer yeah and it's, it's interesting isn't it because it's a purely visual thing and yet we we do place so much trust in the fact that we just look at just just purely looking at a website and that tells us rightly or wrongly I mean you know we have it doesn't actually if you think about it but it is so important that to have that feeling of trust and of security and safety as well as oh wow these products are gorgeous so that's yeah, so important so important so obviously you haven't been going how long is it three months four months so not very long what are you finding are the hardest things and what are the what are, the, what are your biggest challenges that you're finding at the moment? To be honest, it's the functionality of the website behind the scenes. So when you've got so many vendors and when you've got so many products, there's always going to be something that needs tweaking. There's always going to be something, you know, we're dealing with technology and let's face it, you know, when you when you click your phone or you scroll, you scroll on your phone and it doesn't scroll um, straight away or you click an app and it doesn't open, it, that's just the nature of of technology these things don't always work as and when we need and want them to so the website is a is a daily 
task you know there's always something that we go right okay that needs to be slightly tweaked or that needs to be changed or you know we need to yeah there's always something to be sort of pulled and prodded from each side of the behind the scenes on the website which is great because you know not only does it mean we're learning but it means that the platform is forever growing and becoming a a better place for people and do you have to do all that or do you have somebody a web developer who helps you with all of that stuff because it's yeah I'm sure we've all been there and pressed (laughs) something in the back end and gone so I do a lot of the I do a lot of the if you think of behind the scenes on the dashboard there's I sort of I know my way all around there and I know sort of what I'm doing when it comes to the recoding when it comes to all of those no that's absolutely not me (laughs) Uh, we have we have Paul obviously helps out on that side but we also have another chap as well that is on board that's helping with that so yeah so there's there yeah so there's there's a few fingers in the pie which is good yeah yeah and I wanted to talk as well because obviously because I'm I've got a PPC background and I've I was quite interested because when you're running, when you're paying for ads for a normal, normal in inverted commas, e-commerce business, you have sort of margins that you can work with. You know, they, they have quite high margins that, and so there's a bit more leeway, I guess, really to make it profitable. But I was thinking for you, that must be much harder. Are you finding that a challenge? Because obviously you're only getting a percentage of the revenue, which means that your ad costs have to be lower. Are you finding that a struggle? Yeah, so we we do have a budget in mind. And I think the way I've taken on this business, it's a lot different from the way I've kind of worked with other businesses in the past, actually. But this one to me is... I need to create a brand that is so strong and that will cost me, that is going to be costly. And I think when you you surrender to that idea, when you realize that actually, you know, for the next two, three years, this is all about putting back. You have to put back in everything and maybe a little bit more. When you're so convinced and so happy with something and you know that this is going to work, then you you just, like I just said, you, you give in to the idea that, yes, you are going to be paying out a little bit more than what you're going to be getting back, purely because of the nature of the, of the site. But this is a long-term um, project. This is, you know, this is a very long-term business. This isn't something that I just want to go, oh, you know, in a couple of years, I'll, I'll, I'll let it go and do something else. No, this is something that I want to, you know, be sustainable and work for many, many years. So therefore... I need to put in that time and money now to be able to say that in 10 years time, you know, we've got 5,000 sellers on the site and we've got X amount of thousand products on the site. And, you know, we won't need to do half as much advertising because people will hopefully know who we are. So that's the theory I'm taking with it at the moment. And I'm very much hoping it's going to work. (laughs) And I can hear your passion as well. It's, It's inspiring to like listen to hear you speaking about it and what you what you want it to become is absolutely wonderful and yeah I think you're right you know you do have to you're investing you're investing in more than just like as you say profit today you're investing in building that brand which you know hopefully will become huge in the UK so with just because this is a you know like I said a marketing-ish podcast I presume you have. Do you do other kind of marketing? Do you have other marketing channels that you use? Do you do email marketing and that kind of thing? 
Yeah, so we're still, again, creating our database. And now I know that there's all sorts of way that you, ways you can kind of gain names uh, for your database. But I'm, I'm a great believer in, you know, trying to have people on there that actually want to be on there. So I'm really trying to kind of grow it as organically as possible. So our database is growing and that's great. Yeah, I mean, the, a lot of the emails are done sort of directly to the sellers at the moment. So that it's about promoting, you know, Valentine's Day. Right, guys, you know, we're up for our Valentine's Day. So let's get all your products on for that. And then if we've got a sale going on like we did after Christmas, you know, you give them a deadline and they upload them and that's great. And we, and we were able to do a sale. So, yeah, it's yes. Yeah, so the emails, yes, but not so prominently at the moment purely because the database is quite small naturally we're doing the social media side of things so we've got a few sponsored ads on both of the social medias a little bit of offline stuff we featured in a local magazine recently which was really great so yeah so we've we've kind of which we try again we're sort of trying every every avenue really to see what sort of comes up and works I suppose yes and I suppose I would imagine for you as well kind of word of mouth is going to be quite valuable for you because it is that kind of website that somebody will find however they find it they'll find it and realize that the lovely products you've got and go oh hey and then they will share it and I suppose that hopefully will be quite a valuable source of new customers for you as well won't it and do you find I was just thinking because I guess with email marketing it's quite are you do you I guess are you in quite a difficult position because you've got essentially two sets of people to email to haven't you so you obviously used to say you've got your sellers but then you have got your customers do you do you kind of have to just segment them out so that you know exactly who you're selling how does that work what do you use for your email well, at the moment, we're using Mailchimp, but again, I think once we once we rebuild the, the the website from scratch, we we will we'll be able to internally email all of our vendors. So that'll be a successful way of kind of keeping them grouped. So yes, at the moment we're using Mailchimp, we've got two different audiences. So yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's one of them. It's kind of a you look at something, you go, I just need to walk away for a minute and have a coffee and come back and look at that again because it just it it just does this it crosses wires and yeah so it's and it's really important to get that bit right as well I think because if you start making the mistake of you know emailing for example our customers something you know an email for a vendor it's really unprofessional and I know mistakes happen but it's really yeah it's really important for me to get things to try and get things right so yeah yeah yeah. when you want to because you say you want to show them how professional you are that you're not by night somebody that's just trying to kind of with some quick win you know you do want yeah. to know that and, and it's the trust thing as well isn't it absolutely yeah yeah. yeah yeah it's and it is it's all it's all a lot of time I get I, I can remember I saw recently Joe Wicks posted on his um Instagram his 10 year overnight success and I keep mm-hmm. coming back to that moment of of thinking you know I had a chat with somebody the other day about it and I thought it's so true and if you can if you can hold on to that it's actually really inspiring because you kind of you remind yourself every day and the hours you put in and the you know the moments you wake up in the morning and something's there and you need to do it and then you go to bed and you go oh no I need to do this and it's it's that 10 year overnight success it will pay off it will pay off <laughs> yeah uh, do you find it hard sometimes keeping the faith because I mean I I started my first business in 2003 and it has been you know I'm first to admit it's been very up and down and there are times when I just think what am I doing like why am I just why am I doing this what's the point it's just too stressful yeah, a job. 
And well, exactly. And my dad always used to say, when are you going to get a proper job? (laughs) (laughs) Unemployable now, incidentally, so long. But do you find how do you, you know, how do you manage to keep yourself when you have those days where you think, oh, is this, are we doing the right thing? Is this going to be what we want it to be? What do you do to keep yourself going? It's a really interesting question that actually, because if you if you had asked me that probably five years ago, I would have said, I just don't know anymore. And I, and I probably would have gone, oh, maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Or, But fast forward to now with a project that I'm completely in love with. This is my baby. This is something that I, my fourth baby then, because I already have three. This is something that in my head, I have no option. There is no option for failure, Mm. whatever that word means, because I don't like that word anyway, because we only have to learn. But there's no option for this not to work. It has to work. So therefore, when I have those, and I do have them, I do have those moments where I'm usually when I'm cooking dinner and I'm just zoning out and I just suddenly go, oh, really, is this really going to work? I feel like I've got a mountain to climb. And then you say, yes, because you've already climbed half of a, a one of the first mountains and you've done that okay, you know, and you're still standing. I've really learned, and it's taken a lot, that you have to literally flick that switch in your head and tell yourself, even if you don't purely 100% believe it at that point, that no, this is the right thing to do. And then you believe it again. I'm not saying that is easy at all because I didn't do that for years. But with this business, I am because I I just, it has to work. I want it to work and it will work. You know, that's how I feel. Um, it makes such a big difference that you believe in it so much as well. You're not just kind of, yeah. you're not just kind of going through the motions. You're actually doing something you truly believe is going to be the right thing, you know, and a good, a good, well, I want to call it a product, but obviously it's not a product, but a good system, a good concept. And you, it's wonderful to hear the passion that you're talking about. And it's interesting you saying when you said about looking, you know, thinking you've got a mountain to climb and looking back and seeing, I I walked up my grandson, I think he was, three four and I decided to walk him up the sugarloaf in Abergavenny and it's like come on Alfie J let's go you know and you've got all the backpack full of treats and you just want to get him up there and you, you know he's looking ahead and you're going we're going up to the top of that <gasps> oh no and then it got to the point where that was it he'd had enough he's like oh there's so far to go and I turned around and I went look how far we've come and that kind of made him realise how far he'd already come. Now. He could make it to the top because we've already done most of it because it's behind us. But it's so easy to not turn around and have a look and see how far you've come. And I think so many of us struggle with that. And I definitely do. Yeah. Um, and all I see and sometimes is, well, I can't do this and I can't do that or that hasn't worked. Yeah. You get to look back and see, well, actually, but that that worked and this worked and, yeah. you know had these successes along the way yeah and yeah it's so important to do that so obviously you have a a wonderful vision and a wonderful plan do you have any tangible numbers that you want to get to where do you in five or ten years time are you aiming at revenue goals are you aiming at just number of seller goals or do you have those kind of numbers in your mind or are you just pushing as hard as you can do you know what it's really strange I have had uh, numbers at each point up until this point and I always used to have um, very vivid and very realistic goals in my cleaning company I also had a small clothing brand as well uh, I, yeah it was very 
strategic and very but with this I've kind of not given myself those I think yeah maybe deep down I kind of think yeah in 10 years I visualize what my life will be I don't necessarily visualize the numbers I visualize what my life will be how I will feel where I will be maybe the house I will live in or whatever that visualization is but I haven't put a cap on it and I haven't I, I'm quite realistic with my goals. So if I don't achieve them, I very quickly do achieve them afterwards. It's, it, 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 yeah. So no is the answer, the short answer to what, what I've said. Maybe that's the wrong thing. I don't know. But all I know is I, I put every ounce of any spare time and extra time and, you know, wherever those extra hours in the day into this business. And I will have great faith. Oh, and I know that I, I, I couldn't put any more in. So what will come out of it will be exactly what's meant to come out of it. So yeah, and I'm always driven. I think if I wasn't as driven um, about this as what I am, I would probably need those goals to keep me inspired, to keep me. And like every day, you know, I'll, there'll be certain points of a week and I'll go, oh, you know, how many vendors did we have apply? How many vendors have been approved? You know, what can we do next week? So, you know, on a short term, I probably do. That, you know, just gets you through the weeks, it gets you through the days, it gives you a good insight. But long term, if I'm honest, sorry, I've blabbered on for this question a bit longer than I should have really, but no, I don't think I, I do have, I, maybe that's, I don't know. It's obviously, it's obviously that's working for you because I've set goals. I've written on a sheet of paper. I want, you know, this many clients, this much revenue, blah, blah, blah. And you write them down, but they don't mean anything because they're not coming from your heart. Whereas what you're saying to me and what I can feel with the way that you're speaking is that, no, you might not have a set number, but there's so much passion behind what you're doing that, as you say, you you know, you're going for a lifestyle for a, your, the vision is the goal, not necessarily the numbers. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's lovely to hear that from you and it, as I said before it's quite inspiring <laughs> and emotional because it is inspiring to hear you speak like that about the business yeah. but it's not just a business it, it really is a, a, a all-encompassing it really is and I've got you know the, the small businesses that are on board with us I speak to a lot you know you know we mainly through Instagram actually and I we voice message and you know they're great I really like every single one of those businesses we've got good relationships you know you can see what they're up to on their Instagram page so you can support them and Mm. it's not just about me sat here saying I want to build this business and create this platform that's gonna you know all for me it's that it's not about that because that wouldn't it wouldn't work this is about knowing that I had two small businesses in the past and I know how hard it is to have a small business. You've got so much competition out there. And yeah, so I just wanted to create something that would, you know, sort of cut them all together and say, hey, come on, let's try and get this working together, you know? And if I didn't have that passion for small businesses, it wouldn't work. Yeah, it sounds like a fabulous community that you're building and you're there as their cheerleader, waving the flag and sort of like, come on, guys. And sort of helping them and making them realise that it's not just them. I'm, I'm imagining, you know, if I was a small retailer, I'd think, you know, I'd really value the fact that there's somebody there cheering me on yeah. and kind of looking for to help me win, mm. not just... Yeah. after themselves you know Absolutely. Uh, that's that's yeah. amazing I, I just I think it's beautiful and the website is amazing the products 
you've got some absolutely gorgeous products on there and I need to spend a little bit more time browsing through the website and I will sign up for your email list <laughs> so that I can be on and hear from you when when you have to announce things but I I just wish you so much success with this because it's I can tell how much it means to you and I can see just by looking at the website that it's um, an amazing idea and I know it will be successful just because of the passion that you're putting into it and the community, obviously creating a community of sellers as well. Yeah. So yeah, I just wish you so much, so much success. And I'm really, I really look forward to seeing how much it grows and how you can make it bigger and better. Um, And yeah, if, if people want to reach out to you, I presume either sellers or buyers, what's the best way for them to do that, to get in touch with you? They can either, well, our social medias, we're always on there, uh, always checking those. Obviously through the website, Um, There's a contact page on there. But yeah, um, Instagram is always a good one too. Not really very much presence on Twitter. So sorry for all the Twitter lovers out there. So yeah, I would definitely say Instagram or Facebook would be the two ma- main platforms. Okay, well, I'll put the links to those oh. in the show notes. And it's houseofthemile.com is the website. So obviously then you'll have all your contact information there as well thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me I have really enjoyed it it's been an inspiration as I said before and good luck with House of the Mile thank you so much it's been yeah it's been a pleasure thank you very much I really appreciate you having me on today you're welcome thank you if you've enjoyed this episode I would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts it really does help other people to discover the content Don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified when we publish a new episode.